to the struggle for equal rights for all people, lending his voice and energy to the advocacy of social justice causes and human rights issues worldwide. Byard Rustin famously once said that in every community, we need a group of angelic troublemakers, people willing to stand up and speak out against injustice. And he did this to the very last breath. For Making Contact, I'm Anita Johnson. Be my friend, now Lord, be my friend. Support comes from UCLA's Center for the Art of Performance, presenting Magos Herrera on Saturday, March 9 at 8 p.m. at UCLA Nimoy Theater. A Latin American jazz vocalist, Herrera sings in Spanish, English, and Portuguese, blends in contemporary jazz with Mexican folk staples and Latin American melodies and rhythms. For more information and tickets at cap.ucla.edu and KPFK Hi, I'm Nita Valens and this is a Fun Drive moment. I'm here to remind you that our listeners are the most reliable source of income for KPFK. Yes, that's you. Making up over 90% of our annual budget. With your gift right now, you could move us closer to our goals and help us shorten on-air fundraising. Please call 818-985-5735 or pledge online at kpfk.org. Thank you. Yo, this is your brother Speech from the crew Arrested Development. You rocking with KPFK 90.7 Los Angeles. Welcome to Sojourner True. Thank you for staying with us. This is your host, Margaret Prescott. Today, the great poet, Nikki Giovanni. She is a national treasure. We live in a global world. We're all interrelated. So on Sojourner Truth, we work to bring directly to you news and views on local, national, and international policies and stories that affect us all. And we draw out how those of us most impacted women, communities of color, and other communities are responding. We also discuss the interrelationship between art and politics. Now for our news headlines. For Pacifica Radio, I'm Christina Onestead. The United Nations Security Council is expected to vote on another ceasefire resolution in Gaza, backed by Arab nations and opposed by the U.S which is expected to veto the resolution and propose its own weaker version for a temporary ceasefire in Gaza linked to the release of all hostages and call for the lifting of restrictions on the delivery of humanitarian aid. This, as the Washington Post reports, the Biden administration is planning on sending some 1,000 bombs to Israel. It's day two of hearings at the International Court of Justice on the legality of Israel's occupation of Palestinian land. South Africa made arguments accusing Israel of apartheid against the Palestinians. Israel's occupation of land sought for a Palestinian state is illegal. Visumzi Madensel is ambassador of South Africa and the Netherlands. The inhumane discriminatory policies and practices of the Israel regime as an even more extreme form of the apartheid that was institutionalized against black people in my country. Coincidentally, from the year 1948, and which lasted until 1994. Ben Klein has more. The hearings are separate from South Africa's case with the ICJ, which ruled Israel must do more to prevent genocide in Gaza. This case would consider Israel's long-standing occupation of Palestinian land and alleged apartheid practices, which Palestinian officials say violate international law. The judges will hear from 52 countries over the coming days. The Palestinian territory in this case is based on the land Israel occupied following the 1967 Six-Day War and includes the West Bank and Gaza. Under international law, it is illegal for a country to permanently occupy territory taken by force. In the 57 years since the initial occupation, Israel has continued to expand settlements, with 2023 seeing unprecedented acceleration in settlement construction. 
Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu dismissed the case, saying that Israel does not recognize the legitimacy of the ICJ's opinion. I'm B. Klein. Israel's ordered new evacuations from parts of Gaza City in the north today. This as a study led by the UN Children's Agency finds one in six children are acutely malnourished in the isolated and largely devastated northern Gaza. The report by the Global Nutrition Cluster and UNICEF says more than 90 percent of children under five in Gaza eat two or fewer food groups each day, known as severe food poverty. UN human rights experts are calling for a probe into claims of Israeli sexual violence against Palestinian women, including rape, extrajudicial killings of women with their children, and in at least one instance, detaining Palestinian women in a cage in the rain and cold without food. They're calling for independent, impartial, thorough and effective investigation into those claims. Arguments were made in London's high court today to stop Julian Assange from being extradited to the U.S where he faces life in prison for espionage charges over releasing classified U.S. government documents on WikiLeaks that in part detailed potential U.S. war crimes in the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Assange's supporters rallied outside the court hearing today. Stella Assange is his wife. It's an attack on all journalists all over the world. It's an attack on the truth and it's an attack on the public's right to know. Julian is a political prisoner and his life is at risk. What happened to Navalny can happen to Julian. Julian Assange has been fighting extradition for more than a decade and has spent the last five years in a high-security prison. If the judges rule against Assange's appeal, he can ask the European Court of Human Rights to block his extradition. Supporters say he could be put on a plane to the U.S. before that happens. President Biden said he's open to talks with U.S. House Speaker Mike Johnson over a bill to provide military assistance to Ukraine, Israel and other allies, which has stalled in Congress. Max Pringle reports. President Biden spoke to reporters briefly today on the White House lawn after he returned to the White House aboard a helicopter. He chastised House Republicans for holding up what he called vitally needed assistance to Ukraine. The way they're walking away from the threat of Russia, the way they're walking away from NATO, the way they're walking away from meeting our obligations is, is, is just shocking. I've been for a while. I've never seen anything like this. The Senate bill is for $95 billion in funding for aid to allies and border security measures. About $60 billion of that would go to Ukraine. I'm Max Pringle. Japanese Americans and their allies commemorated a day of remembrance throughout the U.S. The day 82 years ago, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed an executive order compelling Japanese Americans in the western states to be relocated into concentration camps during World War II. I'm Christina Onestead, reporting for Pacifica Radio.
Today, we are going to focus the hour on the legacy of the Black Panther Party. We also remember Chairman Fred Hampton. Um, the anniversary of his death was December the 4th. He was shot down as he slept in his apartment on December 4th, 1969. And we've got um, many historic voices to share with you today. We'll hear the voices of Chairman Fred, of Huey Newton, of Bobby Seale, Bobby Rush, Angela Davis, and more interesting thing about the the Black Panther Party um, was founded in October 1966 in Oakland, California, uh, by Huey Newton and Bobby Seale. It's the Black Panther Party for Self Defense, and uh, they had a revolutionary establishment. Their views of real economic, social, political equality across gender and race lines. They were greatly influenced by um, Malcolm X and had more of a global view of global unity across um, the spectrum of race and gender. So um, their legacy continues today. They rarely, the, the FBI considered them extremely dangerous and went after them. What I'd like to do is to go to a clip right now uh, to give um, some, uh, we're going to hear the voice of Huey Newton, the founder of the Black Panther Party, the late Huey Newton, who was shot down and killed on the streets of Oakland um, and uh, nobody really knows why. Well, I think some people could guess why. But let's go now to hear the voice of Huey Newton talking about the Black Panther Party. The Black Panther Party is a uh, political party, and that we have a political platform and uh, definitely a political aim. That um, the our aims and goals are liberation of the uh, black community freedom of the black community and in short our political power of the black people which we don't have at this point and we feel that black politics have uh, been mishandled for many years according to John Hope Franklin that the reason black reconstruction failed was because of a lack of economical and military power after Adam Clayton Powell was kicked out of Congress, the black people could do little more than uh, voice an opinion about it. And if we were in control of economical power or even military power, we could have engaged and caused a political consequence for the general power structure. But uh, because we've never had this power, there's been little progress as far as towards freedom. The uh, Black Panther Party has attempted to erect a power base by educating the black community to what real power is about. And as we analyze it, it is impossible now for us to compete with the uh, enterprisers and the people who control uh, the industry uh, simply because these people gain their tremendous power through exploiting us in the first place. Slave labor uh, was the cause of the production or, or was the creation of the industrialized North. And uh, so we're left in a situation of having but one choice. And that choice is that we are going to gain political power by any means necessary. Okay, and that is the voice of one of the founders of the Black Panther Party, founded it with Bobby Seale, the voice of Huey P. Newton. He was shot down and killed on the streets of Oakland in 1989. Interestingly enough, that's where the Black Panther Party was formed, and, and Bobby Seale really did so much of his work. We are in our mini fund drive, and we... Um, have a goal of $3,000 for this hour. I want to go on to some more clips, but I just want to tell you what we're offering uh, today for thank you gifts. We have the main thing that we will be um, getting clips from is from the Black Panther Party 6 
CD box set from the Pacifica Radio Archives. It's a new compilation from the archives, and it highlights the work of the original founders of the Black Panther Party, Bobby Seale, Huey Newton, H. Rap Brown, Stokely Carmichael, Eldridge and Kathleen Cleaver, Huey Newton, Angela Davis, um, a letter, um, Elaine Brown reading a letter from Erica Huggins. So the women of the Black Panther Party are right in there as well. That is a pledge of $180. It's historic. This is material that you're not going to be able to get anywhere else. It's um, put together by Pacifica hosts at the time of of that historic movement. Uh, That is... uh, $15 $15 a month over a 12-month period, and you help to keep uh, KPFK on the air. You help to um, support this show, uh, Sojourner Truth, and all of the shows that are on KPFK. We are also offering the um, Remembering Fred Hampton dollar a day pack, and in that dollar a day pack, you get everything that we're offering. I'll tell you all of what that is. It's the six CD, historic CD set of the Black Panther Party. It's the Black Panther party calendar for 2013 and it's the film um, that Danny Glover was executive producer of Black Power Mixtape DVD that has become a classic Um, and um, also you will get the Erica Huggins, um, one of the leaders of the Black Panther Party, women leaders spent a few years in prison a one hour special on CD 818-985-5735 we're now going to go on to um, talk about um, Chairman Fred Hampton. He was born in Chicago in 1948, and um, he became active um, as in the civil rights movement. He joined the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP. He was leader of the Youth Council there. But in October 1966, after the Black Panther Party uh, was formed, uh, Fred Hampton founded the Chicago chapter of the Black Panther Party in November of 1968. As I said earlier in the hour, he was a very charismatic uh, young leader. A lot of people had the ear of a lot of people. He was shot down uh, by law enforcement on December 4th, 1969. Let's go now to You Can't Kill the Revolution, where you'll hear the voice of Chairman Fred Hampton, and you'll also hear uh, what happened to him. Fred Hampton, Chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party at a conspiracy rally in Chicago, September 24, 1969. I want you to understand don't worry about all these things going down, because we're not important. Because all these rip-offs and all these kidnaps and all these murders and all these jailers, the beast goes on, and it goes on strong. I know that. I said it before I went to jail, I'm back now and I may be going again, but if I do go, if you don't say anything else, then the last thing I heard him say was that you can jail a revolutionary, but you can't jail a revolutionary. Yeah, you can lock up a freedom fighter, but you can't lock up freedom fighters. You can run a liberator around the country, but you can't run liberation around the country. And if you do, you come up with answers that don't answer, explanations that don't explain, and conclusions that don't conclude. At 4 o'clock on Thursday morning, December 4, 1969, Chicago police entered Chairman Fred Hampton's apartment and killed him while he was asleep in his bed. They also killed Brother Mark Clark, defense captain of the Peoria, Illinois Black Panther Party, and wounded four other Panther brothers and sisters. Fred Hampton and Mark Clark are not the first revolutionaries to die in the struggle for freedom. 28 Panthers have been killed by police across the nation in the last year and a half. In Chicago, the week of Ho Chi Minh's death, a Panther, Larry Roberson, was killed by police. Fred Hampton spoke about the life of a revolutionary at a Ho Chi Minh memorial rally. We feel the same way Larry Roberson felt when Larry Roberson said, I don't care what anybody says, be it my mother, my father, my family, be it the pigs, be it other members of the Black Panther Party. I feel like hungry children should be fed, not because they have money, but for the simple reason that they're hungry. 
1967, when the first Black Panther Party chapter was formed in Oakland, California, more than 40 chapters have been formed dedicated to ending the racism and oppression that affect not only black and brown people, but all the people who are exploited by a decadent capitalistic system. Following the growth of the party, an increase in police repression has left over 28 Panthers murdered all across the country. Over 80 illegal searches of Panther offices have left equipment destroyed, thousands of dollars missing, food and medical supplies for the community wiped out. The last three years have seen not only an increase in the repression against the Black Panther Party, but against other revolutionary groups as well. The pattern of repression includes wiretapping, police raids and shootouts, and kangaroo court trials. These attacks are connected directly to the fact that the Panthers are teaching the people how to serve their own needs and liberate themselves. Fred Hampton's death was no accident. It was part of this clear and systematic attempt to wipe out the Panthers. In Chicago alone, Panthers killed by police include Larry Roberson, Jake Winters, Linda Anderson, Wayne Black, Charles Cox, and Michael and John Soto. Members of the party have been subject to constant harassment and arrests on false charges. Chicago police have broken into the Panther office, stealing files and destroying medical supplies and food for the free breakfast program. Two days before Hampton and Clark were killed, police raided an apartment and severely beat three Panthers, Lynn French, who was six months pregnant, Eugenia Reed, and Tony Harris. Harris was hospitalized in critical condition. Police claim that they went to Hampton's apartment to serve a search warrant and that they were met with gunfire from the Panthers. But this was no routine serving of a search warrant. The raid was planned for 4.30 in the morning. Police cordoned off the entire area, stationed cops armed with automatic weapons on the roofs of surrounding buildings, and made their final approach concealed in an Illinois Bell Telephone Company truck. Fred Hampton, 21, and Mark Clark, 22, were both killed. Four other Panthers in the apartment were lined up against the wall and shot by police. They were Ronald Doc Satchel, 19, Minister of Health and Organizer of the Panther Health Clinic, and Blair Anderson, 18, both hospitalized in serious condition. Also hospitalized were Vernland Brewer, 17, and Brenda Harris, 18. Three others who were in the apartment were arrested. Deborah Johnson, 19, Louis Trulock, 39, and Harold Bell, 23. The men were beaten in jail, and the sister, who was eight months pregnant, was thrown in a cold cell with nothing on but a housecoat. They are all being charged with attempted murder. But facts observed by hundreds of community people and members of the press who have examined the apartment make the police story impossible. The door through which Groth entered shows no signs of being forced, and it opens into the front room, not the kitchen. The only bullet hole in the front door entered from the outside. There were no bullet holes around the doors through which the police could have entered, and the walls where the police stood remain unscarred. The bullet-torn walls where the Panthers were standing and lying are a clear indictment of the police. So many contradictions have become evident that the police have been forced to change their story to cover some of the most glaring discrepancies. Further evidence came when an autopsy showed that Hampton had been drugged so heavily that he couldn't have gotten up, let alone fired a gun. This was clearly part of the plot, since members of the Black Panther Party do not take any kind of drugs. Uh, the number to call is 818-985-5735. This is historic material about a militant uh, movement, the Black Panther uh, Party, that whose influence continues today. And you just heard um, uh, from uh, the memorial uh, that was produced by Pacifica's Radio Free People. You heard the voice of Fred Hampton uh, just 
weeks before he was killed. And then you also heard the what happened on that horrible early morning hours. It was still dark out um, and Fred Hampton was in bed. He was drugged um, to, you know, so clearly this was a, a total setup. The number to call is 818-985-5735. A $180 pledge. You get the Black Panther Party 8 CD box set. Of course, you all. it also includes You Can't Kill the Revolution. And that was from a, a talk, the clip you heard of Fred Hampton, Chairman Fred Hampton himself, um, saying uh, you could basically kill me, but you can't kill the revolution. 818-985-5735. I need just 14 people calling and pledging to get this historic uh, material where the voices of, of Fred Hampton, of, of Bobby Seale, of Huey Newton, of Kathleen Cleaver, of Angela Davis, of Stokely, uh, Car- Carmichael, who later changed his name to uh, Kwame Ture, and many, many more. You're not going to be able to go to Blockbuster Video or, you know, someplace like that and get this material. This is historic. It's owned by um, the Pacifica Radio. So call us, please, at 818. 818- 985-5735. You Can't Kill the Revolution and the Black Panther Party 6-CD box set, a pledge of $180. You know what? That is um, $15 a month spread over... Um, 12 months uh, period credit cards are accepted bank transfers are accepted and i need seven people calling to get our dollar a day pack the dollar a day pack that we're offering today that is just amazing it includes the black panther party six cd box set um only available here at pacifica radio and the classic film now black power mixtape 1967 to 1975 that dvd mobilizes a treasure trove of 16 millimeter material shot by swedish journalists who came to the united states drawn by stories of urban unrest and revolution. They had unprecedented access to many of the leaders. In fact, they only have they have the only footage of Angela Davis um, when she was in prison. And that was the only interview she did in prison. It's a hundred dollar pledge on its own. It's also part of the Remembering Fred Hampton dollar a day pack. Also, Erica Huggins, um, one of the women uh, Panther leaders. We have her a CD of hers. Uh, that is also part of the pack. This is material that is so historic. You know, the Panthers, you've heard the term, all power to the people. That was the Black Panther Party. Now, with the Occupy movement, they're saying all power to the 99%. That's the updated version of the all power to the people. They, uh, The Black Panther Party, they worked in, in coalition. They worked across race. They weren't separatists. They weren't cultural nationalists. They, you know, were very principled, very very uh, disciplined uh, there. And the free breakfast program, um, the head of the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, Hoover at the time said that the Black Panther Party free breakfast program was one of the, the uh, a threat to U.S. security. If you would believe this, an inner city free breakfast program. And it was because of the Black Panther Party that they started that free breakfast program that public schools started offering free breakfast programs um, to uh, children in need because they realize it was really difficult for children to learn if they're hungry. 818-985-5735. You could pledge at several different levels. $60 uh, radio. I want to um, go on now to KPFK to another uh, clip. And actually, this you're going to hear. This is after Fred Hampton was killed and the memorial in Chicago. And the voice you're going to hear is Bobby Rush. Bobby Rush is now in Congress. And he is the only elected official, the only person who ever defeated Barack Obama. And Bobby Rush was in the Black Panther Party at the time. And let's hear what Bobby Rush had to say. Keep calling us. This is, this is amazing material right here. Bobby Rush. Somebody's got to scream. That man, that man classify everybody in the black community under 25 years old as a gangbanger. And he's out to move to either kill you or put you in prison. 
political assassinations of height to the level that when they killed Malcolm, they employed black people to kill Malcolm so that the pig power structure wouldn't be implicated. When they killed Martin Luther King, the same thing happened. They had a racist kill Martin Luther King so that the pig power structure wouldn't be implicated. When they killed Mecca Everson, it was the same thing. But now the pig power structure is so crazy and insane and humane that they aren't going to use any more tricks. They're just going to come into your homes, homes while you're sleeping and murder you in bed. For the white people out in the audience, I, you have to answer some very cold and hard questions for us and we are to accept you as allies. You have to tell us. You have to answer, you have to tell us why you can go all the way over to Vietnam and have 200,000 people demonstrate against murder in Vietnam. You have to answer the question, how can you get to Vietnam when you don't come through the black community? How can you talk about the Pinkville Massacre and you don't talk about the Soto Massacre? Those questions have to be answered before we accept allies. And we won't have no more deaths in our community waiting for your answer either. The black community is, is tired, sick and tired of the murders of innocent black people. You can just hear the energy in that room as Bobby Rush, who is now Congressman Bobby Rush, he co-founded the Black Panther Party in um, uh, in Chicago in 1968. The number to call is 818-985-5735. All you progressive Democrats out there, you need to call us. Get this material. Send it to Bobby Rush. Send it to his office in, in Congress. Uh, send it also to the White House. There was uh, Barack Obama. He was a community organizer. Uh, we we're told back there in Chicago, so was Bobby Rush, but he co-founded the Black Panther Party. He is now in, in Congress that has quite a story. And he spoke at the memorial when um, Fred Hampton, 21 years old, shot down. And it is now um, widely accepted by everybody that the deaths of all these Black Panther Party, at least eight, uh, 28 members of the Black Panther Party, likely a lot more that we don't know about, were killed as part of the FBI's U.S. government, your tax dollars coin tell pro program to really undermine and destroy the Black Panther Party. And in this material, you get a sense as why. We have phone lines are, are wide open right now. I need you calling us at 818-985-5735. A $180 pledge will get you the uh, CD, um, six CD box set. It's an incredible um, uh, hours of material, actually, just hours of material with um, not only um, Bobby Rush, but um, Fred Hampton himself, Huey Newton, Bobby Seale, Angela Davis is just amazing in this Elrich Cleaver. A lot of these um, voices... Um, Huey Newton um, is has now passed away. Uh, Stokely Carmichael, he has now uh, passed away. So is Elrich Cleaver. But here at Pacifica Radio, you can help us to um, carry on these voices. The number to call is 818-985-5735. If you pledge at the $30 level, you get one of the 
powerful women leaders of the Black Panther Party, Erica Huggins, a very recent um, um, one-hour special with her that I did with Erica Huggins. That is pledging at the $30 level, of course, pledging at the dollar-a-day level. We will send you everything that we're offering and also the first five people to get the dollar-a-day level. Um, level 13. So I need some phone calls coming in right now. All of you um, people of the former um, Black Panthers, those of you who knew about that era, who understand the impact that the, the party had, the Black Panther Party, call us at 818-985-5735. We want to thank Michael Stewart out in Pomona for calling and pledging and uh, Rochelle Pierce out in Victorville. Victorville is in the house. Now, I want to see some phone calls coming in um, from Beverly Hills, from from Malibu. You know, we know a lot of uh, people in the movie business, you know, um, followed the Black Panther Party. John Lennon, actually, one of the songs he wrote was greatly influenced uh, by the Black Panther Party. Their impact was wide and it was international. 818-985-5735. This is the holiday season, the spirit of giving. Um, uh, the Black Panther Panther Party had a free breakfast program for uh, children, 985-5735. I want to go on um, to another um, clip now. Um, from uh, Bobby Seal, and this is Bobby Seal who uh, co-founded the Black Panther Party with Huey Newton, talking about the first time the party went out in patrol in Oakland, California. Remember, I need seven people calling and getting the dollar a day pack. I need fourteen of you calling um, to get the um, uh, the Black Panther Party six CD box set, and of course one eight nine eight five five seven three five. Let us go. Go on now, a really funny description here from Bobby Seale about the first patrol of the Black Panther Party in Oakland. Anyway, I'm just trying to say, after we went through all of this, we began to go out and we decided we're going to go out and patrol the police. And we educated those brothers on how to take an arrest. Kitten no ten of people be talking one time. And we was a ragtag organization of about 12 or 14 people on the first night's patrol. And we drove down to do our first patrol to observe the police based on that uh, California Supreme Court ruling that Huey had researched and found that every citizen had a right to stand and observe a police officer carrying out their duty. We had shotguns, half of us had handguns. He researched all the laws. One, as long as the gun was not concealed, it was not illegal. He had confirmed these things with his professor in the light law school he was going with. Two, while riding in a car, you cannot have a live round in the chamber of a rifle or a shotgun. Did not apply to handguns. You could not put a live round into the chamber. That is where it could fire. You could keep it in the magazine, but not in the chamber until you got out of the car. Three, even if you're playing around, if you have a live round in the chamber of a rifle or a shotgun, and you just accidentally pointed it at somebody with no intention whatsoever of shooting, that, under California law, Huey pointed out, constituted assault with a deadly weapon. So we researched all of that. We disciplined the group. Little Bobby couldn't have read, we made him learn how to read with the autobiography of Malcolm X. By the time we hit the streets to do our first patrol, bang, there we were. We come out, got out of the car, got stacks of the 10-point program. I took a tape recorder and stuck it around little Bobby's shoulder while he carried his long shotgun. Several other brothers got long shotguns. Sister Matalaba, the first sister who joined, she strapped down with a big 44 hosted like Clint Eastwood. I'm telling you. Black berets or bush jackets in or leather jackets and black slacks or pants, what have you, all shine shoes, black gloves, etc. We want to look disciplined and organized to the black community because too many, too many times organizations come in, they're not disciplined and organized enough so people can respect them. So we got out of our car 100 feet back because the police was out there pat searching some brother, you know. We weren't going to come there to stop the arrest. That wasn't the point. The reason we were patrolling the police so we could capture the imagination in the black community to get the people to come down so we could organize them, politically raise their conscience, organize them, and ultimately organize a new a black community unity, political electoral community unity, in reaction to the fact that they had killed and murdered Brother Malcolm X. A year and a half earlier, we were still in all that period of time reacting to that. And finally, here we are. We get out of the car and we come down. It's late at, not late at night, about it's dark, 8 o'clock or so. 
We're on 7th Street in the red light district. We had spotted down the street the police pat searching this young guy. There was 50 or 60 black folks standing on the sidewalk watching this police out in the middle of the streets with his new arrestee. That as we walked up, we got out of the car with our, our platforms and programs. Everybody had their guns. We stepped off the curb and got in front of the people. We lined up about 40 feet, 40, 50 feet, disciplined and stood. Huey was at the front. I was next to Huey. Little Sister Mata Malata was here with me. Little Bobby Hutton was there with the tape recorder on. I had punched it on. And as we walked up and stopped, of the 50 or 60 people in the back of the crowd there, that says, uh, Somebody says, hey, man, them dudes got guns out there. And somebody else in the crowd said, man, I'm getting the hell out of here. And Huey says, nope, nope, nope. It's not necessary for you to leave. We're a new organization. We're here to observe the police. We've already checked the law out. And all of you as citizens also have a right to stand and observe these police. They're brutalizing our people in the community, et cetera, et cetera, and so on, so on, so on. So please, everybody, do not leave. Stay here. We're a very disciplined organization. And this cop had got out of his car, standing there listening to Huey with his back to the cop, tell these people this, and the cop, you have no right to observe me, and Huey turned around and says, no, according, Huey rattled off these numbers or something, wait a minute, let me finish, Huey says, according to such and such California State Supreme Court ruling, every citizen has the right to stand and observe a police officer as long as they stand a reasonable distance away, and that particular ruling, the reasonable distance constituted is 8 to 10 feet, I'm standing approximately 20 feet from you, and I'll observe you whether you like it or not, and some sister in the audience, she say, well, go ahead on and tell it, brother. The cop says, is that gun loaded? Huey says, if I know it's loaded, that's good enough. Well, I got a right to see that weapon. Huey says, no, your man. Huey went off into some legal stuff that he had found out about the 14th Amendment, about due process, or about due process of law. Maybe it wasn't the 14th Amendment. Due process of law. And therefore, you cannot remove my property from it without due process of law. So stand back. Do not try to touch my weapon. If you, try to take my, if you want my weapon, you're going to have to try to take it. Well, is that gun loaded? What it happens when we got out of the car on our first patrol, remember there's no live rounds in the chambers of the rifles or the shotguns. When we got out and walked 100 feet down and got all this, they had forgotten, nobody thought to jack around off into the chambers of the long guns, right? And the cop asked for a second time, is the gun loaded? Huey says, if I know it's loaded, that's good enough. So he loaded the weapon by jacking around off into the chamber. When he did that, the other five or six brothers Carrying long guns, remember, they didn't have a live round in the chamber either. <laughs> and when he did that, the cop looked around. He didn't even realize 40 feet down here is all these other, I guess in his mind, a white racist guy. There's too many damn niggas with these goddamn guns. <laughs> and the young brother up here, you know, getting ready to get arrested when they're going. <laughs> he said, hey man, don't y'all shoot this way, brothers. <laughs> cop got his arrestee, put him in the car, you know, boom, let me get the hell out of here. Shut his front passenger side door, got in his car and drove off. That's exactly what we wanted. Because we got stacks of the 10-point program. I'm telling the brothers and sisters, we're a new organization in the black community, Black Panther Party, blah, 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 et cetera. We have meetings in political education and classes at 5624 Grove Street, where our office is located at 2 p.m. on Saturday night. Bang, bang, that's exactly what we wanted. The Black Panther Party was profound. It was called putting the civil rights movement on a cutting edge. That is just incredible. I mean, what a classic piece. A co-founder of the Black Panther Party, Bobby Seale, talking about their first patrol um, in on the streets of Oakland, California. The number to call is 818-985-5735. This is historic material. The impact of the Black Panther Party, it's still being felt today. They were greatly influenced by Malcolm X, um, by Martin Luther King, by all of the, the great leaders. They had the 10-point program that said, we want want freedom. We want full employment. We want an end to the robbery by the capitalists of our communities. We want a, an immediate end to police brutality and murder of black people. We want freedom um, for black men held in federal, state, county, city prisons and jails. Um, and, you know, on and on. Their 10-point program that became um, famous. And for those of us who were not in the Black Panther Party, I never was a member of the Black Panther Party. But let me tell you, all of our eyes 
kids were on the party and the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, picked up on that because they were influenced. If you were a black person living in these United States, if you were a white anti-war activist, if you were um, even somebody like Tom Hayden, okay, the, the Bobby Seale was with him in Chicago at the, um, the protest in 1968 outside the Democratic National Convention. And he was one of the radicals charged with conspir- conspiring to incite riots around the Democratic Party. And basically it was a police riot. The number to call is 818-985-5735. I've got 15 minutes to go and we need to raise at least another $2,000. Okay, if you could call and pledge a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars or do a matching pledge get this historic material get the dollar a day pack where you will not only i'm looking at the um the pacifica radio archives black panthers cd set box cd set it's beautifully uh packaged and it's hours of material i mean i'm looking at one cd of six and that one cd has a running time of 78 um 59, 78 minutes and 59. Uh, these are hours, hours of um, uh, historic material that's not available anywhere else. You know, the, the saying says that if you don't know your history, we're bound to repeat it. And, you know, that is so true. A lot of young people don't know about this history. This is the kind of thing that is perfect to donate, to give to a school, to uh, gift to a library. A lot of people just remember the Black Panther Party uh, for their guns. But the the calendar that is a seventy five dollar pledge eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five has it. I'm looking at the this is the twenty thirteen calendar. The fight for decent housing, and you see um the the decent housing, the free breakfast program for children, the free bu- busing to prison program where they're taking family members uh to visit loved ones, the free clothing program. I mean the kinds of programs that the Black Panther Party uh set up in in our community. This this is similar now to the work of Occupy Sandy in New York, similar to the, a lot of the Occupy uh, movements. They had a senior escort service where Black Panther Party would go to the homes of, of, of seniors and, and be able to take them where they had to go. They had medical care and sickle cell anemia testing. 818-985-5735. Pledge at the $75 level and you get the 2013 Black Panther Party calendar. Pledge at the $180 level. And you get hours and hours of material um, that you cannot get. It's a six CD set, okay? And uh, CD one has Bobby Seale talking about the founding of the Black Panther Party. Uh, Minister of Defense Huey P. Newton interviewed on August 11th, uh, 1970, um, conducted six days after his release from prison, where he talks about the global movement for liberation. CD two, the Panther leaders speak out. Um, prominent Black Panther Party leaders, H. Rap Brown, Stokely Carmichael, Elrich um, Cleaver, um, footage from 1968, okay? Um, 1968, um, uh, Kathleen Cleaver is on there, interviewed by Julius Lester in May of 1968, where she discusses activism and Panther activities. Elaine Brown, interviewed back in 1972. You can't get this material anywhere else. Get the dollar a day pack. Share this material around in the dollar a day pack you will not only get the black panther party six cd set and the you'll get the dvd of danny glover's black power mixtape okay that's uh, unbelievable um the only um interview that uh, angela davis happened with angela davis when she was in the penitentiary is part of black power mixtape i need a thousand dollar pledge right now i need a five hundred dollar pledge last chance to make a tax deductible donation um if eight one eight nine Nine eight five five seven three five eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five. So pledge at the thirty dollar level. We have a thank you gift for you. Pledge at the seventy five dollar level. We have a a thank you gift uh, for you. I want to go on to another clip, but you know what? This is Margaret Prescott here, host of Sojourner Truth. A lot. We all know the the data. We all know the statistics that poor people today are poorer 
especially poor people of color, are poor today than 30 years ago. How did that happen? It happened because um, the, the COINTELPRO programmer, the FBI went in to destroy the civil rights movement. They shot down Martin Luther King. They shot down Malcolm X. They um, shot down Fred Hampton. All of this was done to undermine those movements so that the 1% could continue to control us. How are we going to stop the environmental degradation? How are we going to get equality for women? How are we going to get decent pay if we're not attacking poverty? And if we don't know this history, these militant voices um, that stood for justice for all people, uh, not only for black people, but for everybody, black and brown and white people, oppressed people everywhere. That's what the Black Panther Party stood for. I'm really happy today to be able to, um, we are in fun to drive and the anniversary of the assassination of Fred, uh, Chairman Fred Hampton happened, and I'm really glad to bring this material because we want to remember uh, Chairman Fred. I um, want to go on now. Actually, what I'm going to do is go to um, um, the Black Panther Party track 12 of Angela Davis. And Angela Davis was here in Los Angeles when there was a police raid. And she describes the community response to this police raid. I need seven people calling. This is the last call for this material. I'm not going to be offering this material for the rest of the drive. So if you want this material, you need to pick up the phone and call us right now at 818-985-5735. This is all power to the 99%, all power to the people. Let's go now to hear from Angela Davis but I need seven of you calling to get the dollar a day pack. And I, I was thinking about an experience that I had in, in Los Angeles when in um, the latter part of 1969, the Black Panther Party office was attacked uh, by the Los Angeles Police Department uh, upon the orders of the FBI. We know about that conspiracy to uh, destroy the Black Panther Party. Well... Um, as we attempted in the aftermath of the attack, after uh, the wounded had been removed and everyone had been taken uh, into um, jail who had been in the office, there were some of us who wanted to uh, organize a vigil so that the police would not continue to destroy the office and all of the important information that was there, the people who might be there. So we called upon the community to come out and and participate in a in a round-the-clock vigil in front of the office. Uh, and there were people representing uh, many different organizations. It was a multiracial group. In any event, we were attacked ourselves. Uh, it was late at night, and the SWAT squad came in again. Uh, and uh, Mervyn Dimely was there, as a matter of fact. He was the first one who was knocked down by the the uh, SWAT people. And they moved on to the crowd in such a vicious, barbarous way that it reminded me of uh, uh, the SS troops of uh, the Nazis. Now, the point that I'm making is that once they attacked us, we had nowhere to go. There was nothing that we could do. We were surrounded. We were unarmed. What we did was run. We ran down all of the streets in, in that community surrounding uh, the office. We had no idea what we were going to do. And suddenly, doors began to open. People in the community began to open their doors and whispered to us to come in. They turned their lights out, and we lay down on the floor uh, trying to figure out how we were going to uh, uh, deal with this uh, police attack. And that served as a lesson to me of the extent to which that community had been affected by the organizing that was done. They might not have been people who came to the office. They weren't people who were visible, but they were there when it was necessary, and they saved our lives. We, haven't, we don't know what would have happened if we hadn't had somewhere to run uh, that night. And then the next day, we called for, uh, well, we called for a general strike uh, uh, in the black community. We call upon people to come to City Hall and protest this attack on the Black Panther Party office. And I can remember we got to, to the steps of City Hall, and we were wondering whether anybody was going to show up. Uh, we were wondering how many were going to show up. Uh, and we were afraid 
that people might have been frightened by this uh, display of force and this uh, horrendous repression. And then thousands and thousands and thousands of people came. Uh, uh, they never stopped coming, it seemed. And that was a sign, I think, of the work that had been done, what the community felt about the programs that had been organized. Uh, many of them who might not have been willing to associate themselves with the militant stance and the rhetoric of the Black Panther Party were there when it was necessary to stand up and challenge uh, uh, the powers that were trying to destroy the organization. All righty, and that was Angela Davis, and she is part of this C six CD box set. The number to call is 818-985-5735. The last chance for you to get this historic material, this special audio uh, collection, an introduction to the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense, its members, their philosophy and conflicts with local police and government authorities, and it's based on interviews, actualities, and documentaries of Pacific reporters and or producers that go way back to the founding of the Black Panther Party, 818-985-5735. That is a $180 pledge. We have Black Power Mixtape DVD, the incredible uh, DVD that chronicles um, the militant uh, black movement at the time. And it took some Swedish filmmakers uh, to come into the U.S. Uh, they um, and, and get this footage. And it sat around for many years, uh, not used, and was recently release a, a project that Danny Glover was involved in. Last chance to get it, Erica Huggins. Erica Huggins, who walked her talk, a one-hour special of Erica Huggins. She's one of the few women leaders of the Black Panther Party, and in this uh, CD, she talks about the sexism in the movement, about King versus Malcolm, about the death of her husband at the Black Panther, the shootout that on um, the UCLA campus where her husband was killed, part of a Cointelpro operation, her arrest the Occupy movement of today. Uh, she talks about the importance of the international, just rich with material. 818-985-5735. You know, I've got just really about two minutes uh, left. And in those two minutes, I want to raise about $1,500. And you know what? Um, I'll tell you something. I'm, I'm just going to be really honest here with y'all. Because if I had somebody like Chris Hedges talking about the Black Panther Party, these phone lines would be lit up right now. But when we have the Black Panther Party, people speaking in their own name, I am behind in my goal. Now, I know that y'all know better than that. So I want you to call at 818-985-5735. Let people speak in their own voice. What do you need somebody else speaking for them for? You know, that is not what Pacifica is about. That's not what this show, Sojourner Truth, is about. You know, we you just heard Angela Davis talking about how people in South Los Angeles saved her life, okay? That is a lesson that we all need to know. You know, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of people complaining about how bad things are. Then they don't want to get the information. Young people are complaining that we're not teaching them the history. We're not passing on the legacy. What are you doing to pass on the legacy? of that movement that so many people died for. 28 Black Panther Party, people in the Black Panther Party killed. Malcolm X killed. Uh, uh, Martin Luther King killed. Okay? Uh, Medgar Evers. There's so many um, heroes here. I'm going to have to uh, go. Um, uh, Sojourner Truth will be back on the air on Tuesday morning. You're going to stay tuned for Uprising, but I want to go answer um, phone calls and I want somebody to call and pledge $1,000 to get a dollar a day pack so that we could at least get close to our goal for today. 818-985-5735. I hope you get to do something really nice this weekend and go see the film Who Shot Judy Barry. It's at the Lemley NoHo. I'm going to be there at the 720 show on Saturday night. I hope to see you then. Thank you for calling and pledging and uh, stay tuned. This is Margaret Prescott. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's so tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. It's tricky. 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 TFK. Community radio for peace, justice, art, music, culture. Uh. 
818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK, and pledge 180 to Sojourner Truth to keep Sojourner Truth on the air and KPFK on the airwaves. 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. $180 pledge gets you the Black Panther 6 CD set and more. Ask the phone room what you can do to get the Fred Hampton uh, package. 818-985-5735. This keeps KPFK and Sojourner Truth on the air. Stay with us for Democracy Now! coming up next. Support comes from Art Don't Sleep and Jazz is Dead, presenting Baseku Guyate and Ngoni Ba on Thursday, February 22nd at the Lodge Room in Highland Park. Traveling all the way from his home in Mali, Baseku is one of the true masters of the Ngoni, an ancient traditional lute found throughout West Africa. With his band Ngoni Ba, Baseku pushes the boundaries of his ancient musical heritage, bringing his music to audiences around the world. More information and tickets, visit jazzisdead.com or kpfk.org. How has listening to KPFK changed your mind? 